You're listening to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, where we want to help pastors and church leaders share ideas, become better shepherds and leaders, and have a good time with friends. Hey, welcome to the Practically Pastoring Podcast. And those of you who are watching the video of this on Spotify, Chaos. I hope you're enjoying uh, the dancing and the awkwardness of Andrew. Um, yeah. Down or up in Baltimore, Maryland, we got Jeffrey Simpson. I think for you, I'm over and maybe a little bit down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's up, uh, everybody? And, and down in Florida, we got Andrew Larson. Hey, hey, I'm out of breath now. <laughs> and Timothy Miller. Hello, my friends. Uh, Delmar couldn't make it. He's having um, some some. How would you describe personal family family things going on? Family so, time. Family time, and so he's going to be with his yeah, family. But if, if you say he's having, that makes it sound like you know he's like no, no, no. He's requested prayer. Like he's going through. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's serious. But, but the, yes, he, there's an ill family member. But it, the way that you're putting it is like, you know, someone's resigning to spend more time with the family. That's <laughs> yeah. not that's not this. No, not at all. No, 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 that's no. That's not this. Yeah. Uh, Del hasn't been texting females in his uh, church, so he's – that we, we know. We do not him. need to go there. <laughs> wow. Right off the bat. Well, we're gonna, Thanks, Frank. We're going to talk, we're gonna talk about it, right? We're gonna, we're gonna of course we are. But, but before we do that, um, guys, it's Monday. Um, it's, it's – we're still – it's post-Thanksgiving before Christmas – uh, Jeff is doing, he's deep into Advent season. Andrew, Tim, t- how was your last, how was Sunday? Tell us about your week, guys. So that's my wrap up? No, and I want to hear yours too. Oh, okay. Yes, Jeff, you're deep into Advent. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> Way to be a Christian, buddy. I'm trying. Hey, I got something, to, I got something for you, Andrew, but go ahead first. I'm ready. Uh, our, our week was good. Sunday was Sunday. It was the day before Monday. We we do church even if it's on Christmas. We do church wow. on Sunday morning. Oh, we're gonna get we're there, heretics. But we uh, it was it was a good Sunday. Second judgmental, Sunday yes, of heretics. Advent. No. <laughs> we uh, you know, had a cute family do the Advent reading and light the candle and all all the things. We sang "Come Now, Long Expected Jesus" and you know got got all festive up in here. It was a good Sunday. We had a. An event-filled ministry weekend. My heart is full of all things ministry, which is just code for I'm really tired because it was a long weekend. Friday night was our staff elder Christmas party, which was awesome. You guys have been to the Redken House. You know how awesome that place is. So they, they did it up big. Did they we do all the same things fun. we did at, at that event <laughs> as when we were there? Um, there there might have been a few more things <laughs> for the pastors than there were for the staff and elders. Oh, okay. But if you come to the Practically Pastoring Conference in February, then I guarantee you we will be back at the Rudkin House because there was a conversation about that happening again as well. Saturday morning, we uh, we filmed for Christmas. So we're, we're not taking Christmas off. We're, we're very much having Christmas service. It will be online. You can you can worship and praise and sing and pray and do all of the churchy things you love to do in your Christmas jammies right from your living room. Now, are you, you going to access let somebody Jesus come whenever and... and however you want? Yeah. It's all about Jesus you. on demand. Jesus <laughs> on demand. Are, are, are you Christmas get, morning at Lakeview. Are you going to let someone come and unlock the building on Christmas morning so if anybody wants to watch it from the worship center? Ooh. You can just, you know, hit play. I am not. I, I, no. I just I remember when it you guys the purpose when in the height of the pandemic wasn't there a group at Lakeview 
that they would gather in their cars and all watch the live they stream They would together. park at the cross and watch the live stream from the cross in their cars, socially distant. Yes, there was a Amazing. devoted group. I'm it was sure incredible. that that crew it was incredible. would love Was it the cell the phone tower to cross? No. no, it was the old the, the, wooden the old, cross. The old, oh, the old okay. rugged cross by the lake. That cross actually has cool meaning, though. Yeah, the, it has a very cool meaning. It really does. And yeah. didn't it get pulled up for that. the uh, no, just, flag football just got moved. Okay. We just we just moved, and I actually had the dad who helped install it help us on the relocation of it. So it's still – it's actually in better shape than ever. Tim, I really – Sunday morning – yeah, go ahead. I appreciate, I appreciate the way you venerate that cross. Not worship, venerate, different. That's a good. That. That's a good way to put it. it it's actually part mm-hmm. of our membership class, which we had last night. Yesterday we had two services back-to-back, and then – Came back. I felt like the, the the Baptist kid in me was back because we used to do Sunday morning, Sunday night church. So Sunday afternoon was always just like this: get as much rest as you can because we're coming back tonight. So that's kind of how I felt yesterday. I'm not gonna lie, I don't miss that. I don't. I don't. I, w- I came home last night and I was dead. We we're binge watching Wednesday as a family, and I'm like, Daddy's only got like one episode of them, guys. I'm so sorry. I was that tired. Wow. Hey, uh, real quick before before we before we Jeff talks about his weekend, Tim. Do you f- do you want to recant or pull back that you just watched Wednesday? Are you going to get people in your church that are going to be like, you watching a demonic show? Tim Burton no. is one of my all-time favorite directors, and what he's done with Wednesday may be the best work he's ever done, and I am a big Tim Burton fan, so it is it is a phenomenal Listen, show. Dude, the man has a Pokemon advent calendar. I don't think he's worried about Tim Burton. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday is, is And is he canceled fun, church on Sunday show. morning, on Christmas Sunday, so. Yikes. And that's what happens when you binge watch Wednesday. You cancel church. That's, true. that's what happens. You cancel uh, church. Je- you go to online only. Well, Jesus Andrew, Sunday. you'll be happy to know that we have uncanceled church on Christmas oh. because we're making Christmas great again. That's why. Wow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We, I'm really proud. So of you. here's what happened. Listen, I I've said on this podcast many times about this. I felt torn about canceling on Christmas. I didn't like it. You have been open about that. Been open about it. So I basically just said that in front of my congregation. Hey, I'm torn about this. And if you want to worship on Christmas morning, my friend Andrew told me, and he's right, there's no reason for me to not show up. I can walk across a parking lot. I don't need to schedule a worship leader because, hey, I am one. And uh, we can have a very simple gathering, just sing a bunch of very theologically rich Christmas carols, obviously. Uh, I will give a short devotional. We'll pray together. We will hug one another and maybe have some coffee, and then you can go about your day. So will it be a shorter service? Yes. Will we worship the Lord on Christmas Sunday? We will. So, I'm Andrew, I'm yes. here. I need you know, someone I, now to make hash brown casserole and bring cinnamon rolls. We do need to have that. I, I felt like I had a Sunday similar to another pastor's Sunday where I stood in front of the congregation, wept, and Standing ovation? You know, repented. Yeah. There was a Christmas tree behind me, not as many. But <laughs> that's how it went. No, Sunday was good. I did, we did but the, make the that But the blacked uh, out stage with adjustment. all the Christmas trees looks super This is my cool. time, Andrew. This is my I'm time. Sorry. You brought I feel up. like the all-white stage, though, over the last couple of years was also really cool. You remember that? The all-white with gold? That was bald. I like, yeah. I like the palette woods on the stage. Never mind. The all-white with gold, even including Frank's the music 2013 stand. up in here. The music stand pulpit was, was a boss move. That's what I'd say. So, yeah, my Sunday was good. We had um, a couple new guests. We had um, one kid showed up with a plastic um, kitchen knife, 
in his pocket. <laughs> it's always fun. Naturally. And so uh, I took it from him and, get, and told him, hey, you got to go give that to your dad. And it was funny. All good. He was just being a boy and being like, hey, look what I brought. Ha <laughs> ha. And I was basically like, hey, bud, don't do that at, at school. Because uh, yeah. the consequences that, will that be quite be a bit higher. <laughs> um, but it was all funny. And, uh, yeah, it was a it was a normal Sunday other than it's Advent. We had a, a young family come and light the candle and do the reading. Uh, so that's fun. And uh, I was telling Frank before this, I am reusing content from previous Advents. So the preaching creativity load has been a little bit less, uh, even less this week because I'm not even preaching this week. So I'm um, getting a bunch of things done around the church that need to get done and at my house because I have in-laws coming uh, to hang out for like 10 days around Christmas time. So she, yeah. your, your mother-in-law is so excited. I, I chatted with her after church yesterday, which by the way, she was in tears saying how much she loves Lakeview. She was sitting next to Becky and Bob, Becky's Dude, husband great. In, in, in Africa right now, training pastors. So she was literally just, they were just chatting. They were going to go to dinner last night together. That's and, cool. And I reminded her that her son-in-law is awesome. And you know what she said? She said, you know what, Tim? He is awesome, and I love him. He is. How great is that? I appreciate that. How great is that, Jeff? She's been begging, I, she's been begging me to come to the conference, and I hate, keep having to tell her, nah, we can't. we got to draw the line somewhere. We can't. We can't <laughs> what are you talking about? Mom she could show totally up. Come, on. come. I told her she could <laughs> come. A mother-in-law the, panel? Like, that would be awesome. <laughs> that actually would be. I mean, <laughs> that would be pretty your amazing, Your mom's though. close by. My mom's close by. We I could mean, have a mom's panel. Can, I, She's awesome, Jeff. We can do it. We can that, do it. That's true. That would be. She did teach one of my uh, college courses at Trinity College of Florida. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So anyway, overall, good what, Sunday. What grade did you get in it? Oh, I got a great grade. It was premarital counseling, which the professor was my father-in-law. Nice. He was my girlfriend's dad at the time. So pretty awesome. Nice. Nice. Well, um, I didn't preach. I, I pre- I'm, I'm preaching this next Sunday. Um, it was a. It was. As a campus pastor, it's one of those Sundays that, like, it's just, like, it goes really smooth, really easily, and it was great. We, we did have our, what's it called, um, uh, First Steps, which is, like, our like if you're brand new, once a month we have a thing where we Is that the not the most important thing for you to know as a campus pastor, the name of is, that? <laughs> it's like it's like your main thing, isn't it, the next steps? <laughs> deal? You just proved my point. We have First step. And then next steps. And so oh, those that's things too, get, that's confusing. Come on. It dude. gets confusing. So next steps is like getting people to serve at our church. First step is like the history of our church and stuff like that. So um, so I, I taught that. That was fun. Our church is decorated for Christmas. I will say the one thing that's probably the biggest um, thing that switched everything in our church is uh, we moved our offering moment for this Sunday only to before the sermon. Because I don't know if you guys do this. We sent a mailer. um uh, around this time of year that kind of gives like a recap of all the stuff that happened in the year and then like, you know, do the big ask of, you know, year end. big yeah, year in giving and stuff like that. And so we, we moved it before the sermon and I had the booklet and I talked about the booklet and all that stuff. So that was the big thing. But other than that, I was out of the church by 1230, which is a good Sunday for me. So, um, but Hey, we've been talking about it. It's been on my mind a lot. Uh, if you're watching the podcast on Spotify, my practically pastoring lanyard is right there. And um, I can't wait for the conference on February 20th to the 22nd in Florida at Timmy's Church. It's going to be a great time. Um, Timmy and I, mean, I aren't muted and we're, we're whispering back and forth. We didn't know that there was uh, 
video on Spotify until I was dancing like an idiot. I, I said it You're while welcome. you were dead. Yeah, if you go on Spotify, this video. Only, the two podcasters <laughs> are, are us and Joe Rogan. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I wow. had no idea. I'm excited. Yeah, we've been, is it we've like, been on video Does it like for cut to whoever's talking? Or is it just like all the talking squares? Are we Brady Bunch style? Brady Bunch style. Since we've gone to Riverside. I am an Apple Music and and Apple Podcast user, so I don't know the last time I logged into my Spotify. So we can watch yeah. Andrew play on his phone while Dude. Frank talks. Yeah. Every time. Yeah, that's look, cool. If you look close right now, if you're watching a video, you can see the insecurity in Andrew just flaring. <laughs> oh. I'm going to have oh, we're to. we're on video? Oh, dang I'm, it. <laughs> you guys are lucky I have pants on today. But you're in a tie, though. You're in a tie. I am in a tie. Um, I had a church member ask me if I wore a tie every day because I typically dress like this on Sundays. And it's like, no, I just play a character on a podcast. And since Tim doesn't have dreadlocks anymore. Jeff, you missed out on dreadlocks, Tim. It was a I've seen pictures. You missed nothing. You missed nothing. Pictures. And, uh, you know. But you guys missed I'm out sorry, on Frank. Fohawk Jeff, which is not the same level. I've but... seen pictures. <laughs> I've seen pictures. We the first time I had Fohawk Jeff and Dreadlock Tim. It's all still there, baby. The first time I hugged Tim, uh, I, I hugged him and his dreadlocks were on his back, and I touched his dreadlocks, and I washed my hand for a month. What's the protocol on that? Do you hug on top of the dreadlocks, Tim, or do you slide under the just, dreadlocks just, into the small of the back? It's part of the wardrobe <laughs> at that point, just like a tackle in football. You can just pull okay. the dreads down. Yeah. Got it. Nice, nice, nice. Yep. But if you want to t- uh, hug a possibly full hawk Jeff or a non-dreaded Tim, um, come to the Partly Pastoring Podcast Conference. The Partly Pastoring Conference, February 20th to the 22nd in Tarpon Springs, Florida. We have a lot of fun stuff planned. Go to PartlyPastoringConference.com. If you want a promo code, reach out to one of us. We will hook you up. Okay, hey. we talked. Hold on. we talk, This has got to be said. We talked about how we're on video now. Can I just point out to the video watchers how Tim and Andrew are sharing a set of AirPods? That is so cute. <laughs> <right now. laughs> You're welcome, Will. People, let me oh, tell man. you about my best friend. <laughs> we have ear right. cooties together. Oh, that's Either that or plug in like a, a headphone splitter. No, I, I feel like it's yeah. great. Yeah, well, well, we can treat each other so you can you can whisper to one another with the open ear. That's fantastic. We, yeah, we know what we're that's doing. Why we do it? Um, so uh, today, this week, uh, we have two stories. They're 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 very much in the news. And so I wanted to uh, to talk about, you know, one story. Both these stories have been around for a while now, and it's kind of been rotating in Christian Twitter, Christian Facebook, Facebook groups, stuff like that. So I feel like it's, it's worth our time and they're to talk within about, about it. And they're within about a half an hour of each other, too. Oh, yeah, actually. They're they're both within a half an hour. It's very true. I didn't think about that. What up, North so Texas? The, so I actually reached out to a buddy of mine who works at this church uh, to find out what happened. And what's funny is he said he didn't even know what was going on. And what that tells me is that Texas is insulated from the rest of the country to the point where, like, they that Christian bubble that Texas has could care less about you liberals everywhere it's else. It's the buckle right? of the Bible, Bill. <laughs> so um, I put an article from uh, churchleaders.com, uh, but the, you probably have seen it on TikTok or Twitter or Instagram. Prestonwood Baptist Church in Plano uh, had, I, I think, like a behind-the-scenes clip. Six testing. flags over Jesus. Oh, my gosh. Is, that, that was, that, that's like their nickname. If you Google six flags <laughs> over Jesus. Are you serious? Yeah, like they didn't like assign themselves that nickname, but that's been a nickname assigned to Prestonwood for assigned at birth. 15, 20 years. So <laughs> there's a video going oh, around. I think, 
it, it first showed up on TikTok and it's been on it's been kind of reposted everywhere. Um, they're preparing for their Christmas kind of giant Christmas production, and they have literal drummers on harnesses. Dude, it's Mac Powell on a drum harness. <laughs> it's not Mac Powell. Whatever. <laughs> you didn't see the video. That, Look at that it. That guy. That guy has a way bigger beard than Mac Powell. But um, you haven't seen Mac Powell in a while. <laughs> right. And he probably lives in Texas too. That's right. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, when I first saw this video, I remember thinking to myself, like, do they have the, the system, the, the, the harness system year round, or do they just install it for the Christmas thing? Yes. Um, and, and then my thoughts are just like, like, I actually already assumed it wasn't for a church service. And I think that's where people are getting the most like grief about it is like this is what they do on sunday morning they're just mocking jesus they're this is a uh the money could be spent somewhere else and it's like it's not for a worship service it's for like their like big christmas production right some churches do a live nativity some people do a church play they it's for their production of hamilton that they change <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> that's not them that's not them but um but i mean like either way like i remember when i first watched this i saw this i was like I probably like if I was a senior pastor of a church, I probably wouldn't sign off on such a big production like this. But like, I don't really care. Again, I've been on this like kick of it's not my church. Why do I have to have an opinion on it? Type of thing. However, a lot of like not millions my circus, of people, not my monkeys. Yeah, <laughs> the video has been watched millions of times. It has hundreds of thousands of comments, and that's just on the one video. Uh, guys, you've seen it. It's been people have said it's atrocious. The, People say, who needs to go to Circus de Soleil when you can just go to Prestonwood? All this kind of stuff. What are your thoughts? My first reaction when I saw the video was I rolled my eyes. And then I thought, why do I care about this? Um, but, my, but why, I mean, why did you roll your eyes? Like, well, because you I was just like, eyes. come on, man. We got to do this stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, That's what sure. I thought. That That was my, like, I mean, it looks like it's done well. And maybe they have a large group of like theater nerds in their church and they thought this was awesome i read the article about it you know there's an article i guess you'll put it in the show notes but here's the thing that i don't like the reasoning that the pastor and i'm not i I can't say dogmatically this is wrong or sinful i can't i mean there's just no way to say that um but also there's a little bit of like read the room and know the atmosphere that we're in as evangelical churches and you are a giant evangelical church so it's going to go like you should know your posts are going to go more viral um, and in that environment that we're in, I think stuff like this is going to be negatively viewed. Now, on the other side of that, maybe that doesn't matter. So, okay. But, like, the reasoning when someone asked why are you doing this or they got asked about it in the article, I saw two things. Number, the first was, well, we've been doing this for a long time. Like, this has been a staple. of, the, And, I'm, I mean, it's like, but, okay, so you've been doing a bad thing for a long time. If it's a bad thing, that's not a good reason. The second thing is we clearly preach the gospel at this. And I'm like, again, not a great reason. You could clearly preach the gospel without drummers flying. So I don't know why that makes it okay or why that's your reason for why we do it. I mean, to me, if I'm going to be really cynical, um, it seems like this is more of a thing built on kind of the, you know, the church growth movement stuff that we've talked about a lot in the past where it's like, build a giant crowd of people and this is how you get a giant crowd of people. But the thing is, I just don't know that there's a bunch of people who are the way we would say it far from Jesus 
who are like going to show up at this. Like the people that are probably responding to the gospel, I hate to be so cynical, are probably people that have responded to the gospel before at different kinds of events like this, or you know, just church people that are just having an emotional movement of the, like the moment. So yeah, maybe I'm really really cynical. Um, I own that if that's true. And maybe I'll change my mind about this after we are done and I think about what I just said or I listen back and go, man, I sound kind of harsh. But my initial reaction was to kind of roll my eyes and be like, oh, my goodness, man. Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with good sound systems. I don't think – but like flying drummers seems to be over the line. Where the line is, I'm not really sure, but this feels over that line to me. Yeah, I think that's a good argument. I mean, the question would be where is that line because, I mean – Andrews Andrews battled this on both sides before. Where, it's the you know, line of so wisdom, we, I guess, is what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, okay, so at what point is a sound system too nice? At what point are chairs too comfortable? Uh, you know, when, when is the building too too elaborate? Uh, I did like this quote. Why, why have I battled this? You, I, I got that line from you. <laughs> yes. Like, I literally stole that line from you. I don't know why. you Because you, you tend to come to the defense of megachurches when people are screaming at them for doing ridiculous things. Yes. So I, I've picked up on that from you. But there's a there's a line in the article from Johnston. He says they can't. He's talking about skeptics. He says skeptics can't have their cake and eat it too. They can't accuse the church of being irrelevant, dated, and boring, and then criticize the church when mm. we are leading out using innovative technology to spread the message of Jesus's birth and gospel. I, I don't disagree with that he's statement. Not wrong. That's, that's a valid way. That. That's a yeah. But where is that line? I think that's like back to your point, Jeff. Maybe it comes back to this line of wisdom. Where's that at? Because I, I do think we should be allowed to be innovative with our technology and creativity. But for me, it's it comes to the point of like, is this a distraction? Like, is this a hindrance to what to what we're trying to accomplish here in a service or even in an event? And maybe that looks different in every context. I would like to say that the worship center at Prestonwood hosts the graduation for Dallas Theological Seminary. Every May. So uh, what up, Preston Wood? But I, th- I think there's also there's a cultural thing that if you have not been in a North Texas megachurch, um, <laughs> let me tell you, it is a different world. Jeff, you and I pastor churches of under 100 people where we are the sole staff member for you know all intents and purposes. Yeah, they have more staff sole, members than uh, I have members. The, yeah, congregants. Yeah. Um when I was on staff at, at Fellowship, we we had, you know, these album release parties for this original worship album that was recorded that was kind of like when the, when the color runs were starting to take off for the very first time. And we had drummers playing LED lit, you know, clear or, you know, white plastic barrels with the colors splashing out of it. And it was the coolest thing ever. Blue man group style. In the moment, it was the coolest thing ever. The rehearsals, I was like, what are we doing here? I, when I look at that video and I get all of the criticism and I think some of it is fair and some of it isn't, you know, it's who are you to judge somebody else's servant? It's not your money that they're spending. The church, if they didn't want it, they wouldn't participate in it. So th- there's that. But when when we had big events when I was on staff at a church like that, one of the rules was do not post any pictures of the rehearsal because that same video with 6000 people in that room and the lights off and you know all and the music playing you know that then suddenly that video is awesome and not cheesy but you can't get to that moment without the rehearsal first and i i realized that it still might be cheesy 
to some in that moment, but. Oh, I want to see the flying drummer even with the lights off. Like, I, yeah. I, I need to see what this is. Going to be. I was saying, yeah, I, I think the people wonder, that are against it would still be against it, but I, I think so too. But I think there might be more people that uh, care deep, more deeply because of the rehearsal video than if it was the actual live production video. I think. Um, and again, I could uh, be wrong too. We could all be wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would. I would push. The only thing I would push back on what Jeff said is is like the only people who are going to go to this and like appreciate it or love it are the people who like go like who are already church or, or like Christian people or whatever. Cause I think the more like, I, I have to say this, like you're saying you disagree that the only people that I guess yeah, you're, yeah. you're, you heard me say that I think the only people who would go and appreciate it and you'd push back against that. Yeah. 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 Okay. The, only re- the only reason I say that, and, and this might be anecdotal, but I would say the seven years I've been living in Milwaukee and seeing the kind of people who are not church people go to church and the things that the reasons why they go to church or the reasons why they're attracted to, to something at church. And they, and, I, and I'm not saying like superficial, like, you know, they're, they're giving away shoes and that's why people are coming. I'm talking about like people who are genuinely like coming to Christ or going to church. They, they do go to some of these maybe more gimmicky things and they and they truly find the Lord. I, I think, I think, all of us are saying the same thing doing this is that there is a wisdom. How thing. dare they give out bread and fish? <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what there, Jesus did. There is a wisdom thing. And I do think that like, as a, like we, when you get to be a church of that size, which none of us, I mean, the closest is Andrew has been a part of a church. That's maybe we're close to that size or I don't know how it feels if it's bigger or not, but like, there, I feel like that sometimes there's a lack of awareness of like how the world is seeing your church, and that that those church, like here's the reality: Andrew, Jeff, and maybe even Tim, your churches are not going to be the face of Christianity in an American scale, and so therefore you guys are free from a lot of criticism. So if you fumble in a sermon, if you if your worship isn't that great, or oh, dude, if if the first <laughs> song from yesterday was. Published somewhere, no. sure. I mean, but think about all rough. the things that like Andy Stanley says that gets so criticized for like a sentence in a sermon. None of us will probably ever face that kind of criticism. Where like they're doing, they have the money to do these like outlandish stuff, and certainly we would probably say we would use that money for different things. But like uh, they, there, there's a. I think like if if I was in a room with them, I'd be like, hey. How do you think this is going to be perceived that we are going to have, you know, floating drummers? Like, can, can we ta- have that at least have that conversation? Maybe they did, and they just said, we don't care. And that's fine, and that's the decision it came to. Ultimately, it goes back to the thing that me and Jeff already said is, it's not my church. So, like, why? Like, I don't necessarily have to have a strong opinion about it, but I do lean a little bit with Andrew where it's like, I think some people, and this is going to feed into the next conversation we're going to have, I think some people are just super jaded towards evangelicalism and and want to see it burn and anything and everything is 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 going to be criticized even when there's nothing there yeah i'm about to flip the script on that in the next yeah (laughs) yeah i I, I mean because i just think like when it comes to um when it comes to uh the thing with the church with with prestonwood it's like yeah because there's another article that came out that they give away a million dollars to all these like charities and stuff like that. And it's because people were criticizing for how much money they spent with the production. It's like they spent as much money, if not more, on 
caring for the community. I mean, the same thing could be said about um, Joel Osteen's church. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not, don't hear me endorse Joel Osteen or his church, but like they were criticized for the outlandishness of their church, but they're doing it. I mean, you can make the same argument in a small church too, though. Like, do I need to buy a $3,000 soundboard? I could give that away to the poor and just uh, talk loud. I mean, you could. Yeah, so yeah. I, I hear works, the other side, I, and I, I'm not, I didn't mean to imply yeah. that, and that's what I'm saying. I probably would sure. hear this later and go, "Eh, that came." I'm not saying that nobody ever goes to those things and you know encounters the gospel. Sure. It just to me, if you ask first yeah. reaction, my first reaction is to be like, "Oh my gosh, what are we doing?" Yeah, yeah. My but buddy there's a lot of people works- that are going to go to that that can't afford mm-hmm. to go see Hamilton. That sure. you know they're. Their kid is out of high school, so they can't go to the drama. You know, well, they they could. You know, that's a weird thing. And that is the big show that they are going to get. This and year. if you're going to do it, if you're and, involved in it, do it to the best of your ability. Do it really excellent. Yeah, if yeah. that that would be my yeah, argument too. Yeah. If you're going to do it, it better be good. If you're going to do it, it better be good. Yeah. And by the looks of and it, it's, like, it's going to be awesome. I don't know that look, it would be my cup of tea. I don't know that I would. You know, I'd be signing up to buy tickets. But the flying drummer hey, isn't the one who works. decided the budget for this production. So, like, you know, I'm not mad at him or the sound <laughs> yeah. guy or any of yeah. the product. Some yeah, other right. board of people decided, hey, let's spend this much money on hey. this. And how do you blame the guy who, you know, pulls out his phone to take the video? Because when you're running sound and yeah. there's a drummer flying at you. Coolest thing ever. Again, thing ever, that's why sure. if if they're, if you're going to do something like that, you have rules in place of, hey, we don't want any of right. this to let, let's not show a video of this with the lights on in an empty room. When people see this, let's let them see what it's supposed mm-hmm. to actually be. So do you think – do you guys think – this is kind of slightly on the same topic but to the left a little bit. Is like do you think this is from a bygone era of doing church productions like this? Like I don't – like my church has – like we have like a worship night, which is the closest thing to a big production like this, where literally all we're doing is just an extended time of just singing songs. But like I remember Frank, when I was I just saw school, your time hop – your time hop or your Facebook memory from earlier today was you event. riding a camel. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, that, that I, was I was going to say, the, okay. Yeah, I, our church, you, you were the closest like, guy they could find. ambiguous, top on a camel. 100%. <laughs> 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 um, uh, the city, Prince Ali, fabulous he, William <laughs> Frank. The city our church is in has a big Christmas parade, and in the front is a nativity, and our church often was asked to provide the people for the nativity. The, the city bought the camel or like rented the camels and all that kind of stuff. We would provide a, uh, you know, who's the young couple that just had a baby. That's Mary and Jesus. They're going to ride the donkey, that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's a, um, it's quite the experience, but anyways, okay. I like, do you, I mean, does your churches do like a Christmas cantata or whatever? Like, do any of your churches do anything? Uh, we watch Polar Express and exchange cookies. My, my previous church did, but <laughs> that's it. Yeah. We, we, we do not. We, so our big city parade was this Saturday at nine a or at ten a.m. Yeah. And so we had all the young families at one of the good parking spots at church show up here at nine, and we gave them pancakes and fruit, and then we all walked out. The amount the of money together. that Andrew's church we we yeah. have the Advent Social. Yeah. Right. <laughs> our our Advent Social at Lakeview is a, a family filled event. It's it's dinner, home groups host tables. Our kids sing a few songs, and our youth pastor will give a, a short devotional and. That will be our our Christmas. I was going to say the amount of money that Andrew's church puts aside for cinnamon rolls is exorbitant. <laughs> it's a lot of money. They are good though. <laughs> it's we don't have flying. Dr- 
There's a reason yeah. we don't have flying drummers because none of the drummers would be able to be <laughs> held by those harnesses because of the cinnamon yeah. rolls. Yeah. We, yeah. But we eat though. well. Andrew pays zero dollars to CCLI, but he has a thousand dollars. Only Andrew will take this compliment as too. as high as I mean it. Those are Lake Aurora status cinnamon rolls. <laughs> Listen, nice. what makes me so happy about that is that Jeff. That's high level praise, and only Andrew oh. really appreciates it. That was. All right, well, okay. Tim, well, I, like Aurora. I did. I did. The, the dreads make a lot more sense now. If we could tell oh the on the podcast. My son is so, 11 years old. <laughs> let's move to the uh, the next conversation I want to have with you guys is um, several months ago we talked briefly about Matt Chandler and um, and the whole situation where you know he was confronted by a person in his church about a perceived inappropriate relationship through texting and and uh, and and he made an announcement that he was gonna take a time of you know take a time of absence and we we this past Sunday he was back. Um, after three months, we found out that there was a lot of like intensive counseling that he went through. Um, he said he learned a lot. He talked about how what he was processing when he went through all that kind of stuff. And um, and I, I could be wrong. I, it might be succinctly on Twitter and some other social media sites. Um, there's a lot of people who are very upset because – a, Matt didn't apologize for what he did, per se, or he didn't apologize to the women they, that they hurt. It still seems like there's a lot of, like, conflicting um, narratives on terms of what Matt did. And what I mean by conflicting is, like, people seem to not believe what the church has said or said that what the church has said is not enough. Um and so, anyways, people are upset. People are thinking that he shouldn't be restored. People say this is the Driscoll situation, but maybe even worse because it's sexual stuff or at least flirting and things like that. And so, um, I have a que- I have a thought that I've been processing in my mind, but I want to hear from you guys uh, when you saw the clip. If you saw the clip, what what are your thoughts about the whole Matt Chandler being restored I, back to his position? I've always had the impression that there is nothing sexual or romantic about. That's what they've the, said the whole time. Uh, the yeah. exchange that it was. You know, I was like, you know, that, that it was the what the frequency mm-hmm. and familiarity that was the issue. Um, so I think if it, you know, the the whole thing, and again, it's not my church, not my circus, not my monkeys, but the the same people that would be so angry at a patriarchal complementarian, you know, church structure are are mad at him for being friends with a female which i don't quite understand if if frequent and familiar you know phone relationships um is something that can get you in trouble all of us should get three month paid vacations because um you guys have all shared links with the best bidet to use you guys are plenty are, are, are as familiar as you should be with with anybody so i i think that you kind of got to pick and choose what your rules are. Are we upset because he was friends with a woman that wasn't his wife? Um, and would they have reacted the same way if the messages were back and forth with a male member of the church? We would not I, know I about know. it. The I whole think. thing is, yeah, it's baffling to me. And I am so grateful that I am never going to be under that kind of scrutiny. Although a three month, paid leave with some hunting trips and stuff. I don't really hunt, but you know, 
You if I got a free like hunting trip, I would just walk around in the woods for a while, though. <laughs> with with expensive True. hunting gear. Frank, when you sent me the link, I it was a, it was the, the Twitter link that you sent. I, I immediately remembered why I should probably take a break from Twitter because I immediately scrolled down Dude, to the comments too. and was like, wow, people love to hate. Like they love like no matter what it is. If it has something to do with an evangelical Christian church or leader, like they are going to pour on a serious amount of hate. And I, I'm watching the clip, and I'm like, "What? What more do you want here?" Like, I'm just so confused because I, I don't know. I, an issue came up. They're doing the best they can and and trying to biblically follow this process of restoration. Now we're seeing what appears to be. A restored minister, which we don't often see a lot of. I'm like, cool. At least they're trying. Well, especially in the same week that everything with Johnny Hunt mm. is going on, and I'm like, what? Like what? I understand. That's by all means, be mad about that situation. But what? What do you think that you're entitled to know about in a that's, church that's that isn't yours? That's a big one for me. And yeah, that's good. You know, if the elders have have walked with him and, and played this role. The elders thought he should do this, and he said, sure, I should. He didn't drag his feet and say, who do you think you are? I did nothing wrong, which I think a lot of pastors that we know would have said, you know, give me chapter and verse to show me what I did was foolish or sinful before I'll agree to, you know, go under any kind of care towards restoration. And that wasn't the case. And then he came back at the time that was prescribed after doing the work that was prescribed. I, <laughs> What more do you want? I think the whole thing is still a little bit silly because you <laughs> there was nothing romantic about the exchange. Yeah, I, I don't think that's the point. Whether you think it's silly or not doesn't matter. The church no, made the, this decision. Yeah. The elders made this and call. And he followed and, through uh, Exactly. Right? So what more do people want? Yeah. And and who do you think – why do you yeah, think you're that's entitled a great to point, get Andrew. more or to get more answers? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing, Tim, when I went on to Twitter. I was like, well, I haven't been on Twitter for like many, many years, and this is why. And it made me think of um, – yeah, I, I mean, you think of Alfred's yeah. line, I think, in the dark in the dark night. Some men just want to watch the world burn. And it's like some people just want to mm -hmm. just destroy the church for because they can. Um, but that is, you know, I would say that is you've got to know that that's – and I think I think the village church knew this. And maybe to go back to Prestonwood, maybe they don't know this as much as maybe they should. But if you're going to be a big church and be influential, this is – part of the deal this is this is one of the sort of dark sides of the kind of evangelical famous pastor culture which i don't think anybody would be able to say that it doesn't seem like from the outside that matt chandler has pursued fame because he wants to build a platform it just seems like it's just he just has a big church and that's just part of the deal um yeah i thought the same thing like andrew what you said like what do you why do people think they're entitled to have a say in the process of a church like they have elders they have a process they put a process in place you know he turned over all of his devices if i remember correctly all of his passwords everybody searched through him there was nothing there they had a third party investigation it's like i think you just want to see the guy fired and his whole life i mean you want to you want to cancel him i mean that's what that's what it is there was a weird accusation we didn't get an explanation that we like which i would say if you're in the camp of saying I'm not satisfied with this explanation. There would be no explanation that would satisfy you. I just think you're willfully unsatisfied with any explanation at this point. Um, there was no, there was no accusation of abuse, and I saw that in all of the, in a lot of the Twitter comments, it was like he never apologized to those he abused. There was never an accusation of abuse. 
in this case. There was in the years past, and that's already dealt with. But I agree with you, Andrew. It's like an elder board doesn't, and a church doesn't owe, like, the general public an explanation for every part of their process. They just don't. Christianity Today is not <laughs> entitled to no. the minutes of every church's elders meeting. That's like that's not. It's that's never not how, how it's it worked. Works. It's never how any nonprofit has worked. They could choose to do that, but then they would have to they would have to out the other party in this, and that's not fair to her either. Can, can you imagine just the the resources of you know it, let's let's say. You know, something happens and one of us needs to go on leave for three months and to bring in a law firm yeah. to go through everything. That would nearly bankrupt most churches. Hey, we're going to have the pastor paid but not be here. We're going to hire a law firm to come do hundreds of hours of investigative work. It is it is a different world. And all of the people with, you know, 120 followers on Twitter yelling about how this doesn't make sense and you know in my world we would never well you're not in that world context matters and you know like i was saying if if you are not familiar with the world of the uh dallas area mega church it is a different world than most other churches one of the things that was said in that i i think i posted in like a little bit of an extended clip but one of the things that was said by the other pastor who came up was that during all of this time Matt Chandler has been sitting right there in the front row during services. He's been in the lobby talking to people, um, which maybe people think is weird, but I think is like, can you imagine how embarrassing that that is, at least for the first number of weeks, to be sitting there and, like, you're in church and you're basically on probation in your own church and you're still there. I mean, that willingness to be part of the community even during that discipline I think is, I mean – impressive that's exemplary i would hope that if i was in that situation i would do the same thing because most guys would just disappear most guys would pull a driscoll and just resign before the process even happened because a trap was set you know i mean he could have said that same stuff and we could have been sitting here doing all that but we're not so i i I don't know what else people want um and and andrew i have to give you credit you called it though he's back for advent (laughs) <laughs> you did say that. They I did, did say, say three months no, to be fair, but you did say. <laughs> it's oh, funny. L- listen, he's preaching the Christmas Eve service. Yeah. We all knew that was happening. I will I will say there, there, the one part that I think is unfortunate. I don't think it's bad, but it's unfortunate is that he comes back to Sunday that kicks off uh uh 20 years of his ministry at the Village Church. Yeah, see that would have like been a, a place where I would have said, you know so what, I let's th- delay it a week or two. Just so we don't have to hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That that part's a little rough. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, there's two thoughts I have. One is, man, the uh, there's like a level of entitlement on social media in regards to like what you guys said, like in terms of these churches and how what they expect from the elder boards and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't understand why we can just say, well, if there's nothing to hide, just release the text messages, like. Do they not realize that th- th- there's a woman who does yeah. not want to be outed and involved in this, who doesn't believe anything happened and like or anything wrong happened, and like that would em- that would embarrass her out of that church if-, if anything. I mean, she's probably already feeling so much guilt and shame based on all this. Like, 
that this is them caring for the woman. I, I think, and, and, and I, I think you could five, probably say there's, guys a, there's a way in which probably, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not, because like I said, some people would be mad no matter what, but there's probably a way in which at least somewhat Chandler and the Village Church are bearing more of a brunt for not releasing, you know, and, and like yeah. now there's this weird suspicion of like, oh, well, what happened because you won't release it. If they released it, some of those people at least would be satisfied, and in order to maybe protect this woman, they're saying, no, we're not going to release it, and we're going to yeah. deal with the consequences of being doubted yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. The the thing that just gets me is, you know, and whoever, I don't want to give credence to any of the online personalities that are screaming the loudest, but the people that are screaming the loudest are almost exclusively proponents for a full yeah. egalitarian leadership structure in the church. And as you know, uh, among this group, I would say I am most closely aligned with with them out of the five of us. And I don't, and still really not th- not that closely aligned. But I probably have a little bit more grace um, and acceptance of of that type of a church structure. But what what do you want? Like it's it's the you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's kind of what you were saying about the the thing at Prestonwood, whereas. You, if, how can you say that the church is out of touch with culture, and then when we do something to reach the culture, well, shame on you for spending that money. You know, if you want to abolish the patriarchy, wonderful. You want men and women to be equals, wonderful. But you can't have a close friendship between a man and woman. Again, our group text messages between the five of us regularly feature, uh, you know, in-depth conversations about which bidet brands to be purchasing. You cannot get much more frequent or familiar than that. So what is what is the issue? Because they don't want to come and say, well, you know, this is the power dynamic. Can, so either a pastor can or cannot have friends, and you can't be friends with someone who, you know, may or may not be in your small group and is of the opposite gender, and their spouse is sitting next to them while they're messaging you and your spouse is as well. There's, there is nothing hidden. That's the thing that just baffles me about the whole circumstance. I mean, I'm a big proponent of a, a healthy biblical complementarianism that doesn't marginalize or, or beat down on women. But I, I, I think I, I've said this from the beginning. If, if we are going, let's, if we can assume the best and say that there's nothing sinful in his relationship with, with this woman and we're saying what he did was wrong, then like we are we're proposing that men and women can't have relationships platonic relationships and that's going to do more harm to the church and more harm to women if if uh if, if that can't happen you know what i'm saying so i i think we all agreed with this when we first talked about this that like if this is just an overextension to what really happened and they're just kind of like overdoing it for the sake of appeasing which obviously didn't work but appeasing folks that want, want to find something that's not there then, like my my fear was, what is this saying to um, to single women, to single men, to to people who just want to have relationships with the opposite sex that are not sexual? Let me. But but my other question hey, is this: I, is, I've got one. Oh, go I've got one other wrinkle on that because my my closest coworker is yeah. Shirley Bragdon, who is seventy nine, I think, and work together all the time, and nobody you know bats an eye an eyelash at it because well. She's almost twice my age, and you know she's 
kind kind of like my my grandma or not my grandma. She's like like you know, I say that some people have a work wife. I have a work mom. Surely I hope you didn't have just a hear him wonderful say grandma. Relationship and we. <laughs> gosh, she, she doesn't. She doesn't. She, okay. she does the morning after. She doesn't do this one. It's fine. But <laughs> but nobody has nobody has any issue with that. And yet we have a we have a preschool on site here at the church now, and the preschool teachers and the preschool director. Well, they're they're younger and you know they're. They're attractive, and so I, you know, have that little switch in the back of my head that says, "Okay, there is joking and and a relationship that I can have with Shirley um, that you know I'm not going to be alone in the building with one of these you know 22 year old preschool teachers because you know I don't want to put them in an awkward situation or whatever it may be. But there's never been any issue with, hey, well, you know, Andrew and Shirley, you're in the office together, and there's a dynamic that has been unspoken in all of this stuff that kind of speaks to the weird double standard of there was some there the person that that threw that threw the flag on this there had to be an element of jealousy in there as well and and maybe that's just me reading into it but there are plenty of strong and healthy relationships between men and women that nobody seems to have any issue with. But the second somebody is attractive or the second, you know, I I don't know. I'm just rambling at this point, but we, we need to have distinct clear lines and the goalposts cannot be moving based on each individual person. The rules need to exist for everybody. Andrew, so you're saying you will only befriend a female if she's not as attractive to you as others. Is that what I'm hearing you say? That's not what I'm saying okay. at I thought, all. I thought I heard you. Okay, so one <laughs> thing I've been questioning is if I have a bias towards Matt Chandler, which you obviously would I do. show this type of? But but hold on, yeah, yeah you can see all the books right over here. Um, no, but my question <laughs> is, is like, do I would I show this kind of grace to someone who's not? Great question. A reformed dude, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so if this was like a Joel Osteen, or if this was um, TD Jakes, I'm trying to think of guys that like I don't hate, but like I don't, I, like, I don't listen to their sermons, and I'm not like thrilled about them. Like, would I show this type of like energy towards them too? And it wouldn't if be an issue because they're not in complementarian churches, and so no one would have seen a friendship as a frail little woman that can't protect her, herself. Sure. I mean, I think about, I think about how, um, what's his name at Willow Creek was like the one of the biggest proponents of egalitarianism and brought modern evangelicalism. And, and I mean, yeah. he actually fell like he like cheated on his wife a bunch of times, but like, no, um, let's not be like highballs. Yeah. But like, I'm thinking about, but I think about like, uh, if, the, if like, I don't know, I, I think about some of the, some pastors who I watch Instagram videos of, and there's a guy I I just posted it, you know, the other day to you guys, and I got blocked on their Instagram for some reason, where I like watched a video of them doing something, endorsing something else. I'm just like, this is whack, and like, but but ultimately, I don't think I would ask for their firing if it was something like what Matt did. But at the end of the day, I don't know. Like, I don't go to their church, so I don't spend too much time thinking about these other churches and their like their structures. At the end of the day, the people who hold Matt accountable are his elders in his congregation. And if the congregation is in an uproar because of a lack of transparency, and da, 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 then they have every right to do so, right? But we, 
who are thousands, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles away. I don't, I just don't know why, like, why we get so huff and puff about it. I, I will say, I say the same thing about people who are like on those watchdog websites who like scrutinize every Stephen Furtick sermon or every Mike Todd sermon, and they're just like, oh, today this guy said this. It's like, why do we have the energy for this? They're not our church. Like, scrutinize your own pastor. <laughs> you know, like, I don't it's know. It's funny that you say all that because you're the one person know. that sends me those clips all the time. <laughs> yeah, because it's for internal purposes only. No, but here's for us what, here's, to laugh. Here's my honest. It's almost like our communication is yeah, frequent is. and familiar. <laughs> for the record, I haven't sent any of you any bidet information for like two years. Okay, I don't know. I know. Andrew talked about Did that a lot. Did it take up the, the majority of the first month of our group text? I, yes. I am. I am the only one that does not own one. Andrew, so that's what this get on is. it. Literally, Christmas. Christmas is, I was like, Christmas we're asking brand so she's pretty good. Um, but no, yeah, what I was going to say, two things came into my mind as we were having this conversation. One is Frank to what you just said about, do I show extra deference to a guy like Matt Chandler? And I would say, you know, for me, yes, I do. And I think a question under that question is then how do I look internally at my own, my own, like the way that I've succumbed to the sort of evangelical fame culture with certain pastors that because of their reach and influence, I give them deference, even though I don't know Matt Chandler at all. I've never met him. I mean, you have, but I've never met him. Um, I have no idea about his real personal life. I only know the stuff he posts, which we all know is, you know, everybody only posts the stuff they want. So, you know, the fact is I don't know the guy at all, but why do I care? Because he's a very good preacher. He's very famous. Did his preaching have some impact on my life? Yes, it did. Do I think that that's ministry to my life? No. Uh, not in the same way that a pastor who maybe isn't as dynamic of a public speaker but who who spent years having lunches and conversations with me actually ministered to me and discipled me. So, yeah, I think I think the evangelical fame culture is part of it. The other thing I was thinking of when it comes to, like, the Billy Graham rule, I, I see, like, it's like we go to two extremes. One party or the other is always a predator. And it's like, I don't know how we get over that. Mm. To some, it's like there's always this whole, it's the power dynamic. And the man is this grooming predator who's looking for any opportunity when he has when he befriends any one of the opposite sex, you know. And then on the other side of it, it's like all women are seductresses just looking for an opportunity to prey on the poor, innocent pastor and make an accusation. And it's like, you know, at what point are we going to treat people just like people? You know, and I, I don't know how we get there. And I do think there are some guidelines that are smart, um, but that's just always been like a tension. Like, how, how do we treat people like they're not predators out to get everybody all the time? That's good. Well, we're going to talk about this more in the Facebook group. If you would like to to chime in, tell us we're wrong. Tell us what you agree with us. Whatever you want to do, we want to hear from you. Hold us accountable. Go to the Facebook group. Search, yeah. And um, and if you want bidet suggestions, Sounds like we need to have um, a bidet Andrew session can't at the any. conference. But uh, yeah, maybe we should have a bidet. Dude, could we get Santa? Where we just that sound get gross. sponsored by a bidet company? <laughs> that just sounds. That just could sounds we have a bidet terrible. display at the conference? Dude, <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be funny. All right. Well, with that being said, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Please uh, 
subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so. Share it with a friend. Um, hey, we are glad that you're here. We'll be back next week. And until next time. I'm Jeff Simpson. I'm Frank Gill. I'm Andrew Larson. And I'm Timothy Miller. Miss you, Dell. This, this is Freddie Pastoring. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Get connected to other pastors by joining the Practically Pastoring Facebook group, where we get to share ideas and make each other better.